Welcome to the Westridge Church Young Adult Podcast, featuring Brad and April Chandler. Okay, so today's podcast, we want to start with two truths and a lie. Yes? Yes, let's okay. do it. You first. Me first, okay. So, I... I <laughs> used to collect dragons made out of pewter. That's one. Another is I also collected shorts that were specifically the brand of Umbro. So they're soccer shorts. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I would go in the backyard and look for snakes. Go just random just go in the backyard and look for snakes. That's not very specific. Copperhead snakes. <laughs> <laughs> what specifically do you need to know about that more? It's I not mean, like I did it every day. I I would randomly go in the backyard and just and go look, look for, snakes. for snakes. Yes. Okay. Um well, I know a lot about you. I know. So this is like a little bit of even harder game. I don't I don't think you collected pewter dragons. I think your brother did that. <laughs> <laughs> but you may have for a short period, just not as extensively as your brother. Okay. <laughs> um, you hate snakes, but... I don't know, maybe it's a Batman kind of thing where, like, you are interested in the thing that you hate. Mm, now you're getting deep with it. I'm like getting it. so deep. I, um, like I know it. you wore Umbro shorts as a kid because I heard you say that recently. Okay. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> what it's could okay. it be? Um, okay, I'm going to say the lie is. The dragons. Oh, wait. So it's... <laughs> you... I messed the game up. Oh, man. So I had two lies and a truth. What? <laughs> okay. So, what? so I have to guess two lies. You have to guess, guess two lies. Right? Okay, so the two things Sorry. they said were lies. The snakes and the dragons. Yes. Are lies. Yeah, those are lies. <laughs> yeah, the Umbro shorts were... That was real. Okay. I collected Umbro shorts. I, I wouldn't say collected. I mean, I... I those are the shorts I like to wear for like a whole year. I only would wear umbra shorts. So I had multiple pairs. Mm-hmm. And I liked them because they felt like you weren't wearing anything. But you were wearing something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. You were wearing something. <clears throat> so yeah. And yes, you're right. The dragons was something my brother did, not me. Uh-huh. Yes. I like it. So there's a little the skinny on uh, my brother. Okay, so now you're going to tell me two truths and a lie, or you want to go and no. do what I did? Yes, and do... yes. We're okay. going to do it the right way, because that right way. way is... I'm sorry. I think it's better. I just, I, I just misunderstood. You spaced. It's okay. It is okay. Here are my truths and lies and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> two truths and a lie. Here are my two truths and a lie. Number one, I had a dream as a kid... That my sister was president, and I was her secretary, like president of the United States. Right. And were you like the just standard secretary or like secretary of state? 
I was just standard secretary. I don't okay. know. It wasn't that detailed. Okay. Um, second one. I used to dance on my waterbed, queen-size waterbed, in my childhood bedroom. Well, childhood. I'm, that was like middle school through high school. Um, singing and dancing to Whitney Houston from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Soundtrack. <laughs> Which none of you guys have probably ever heard of, but that was a movie. Number three, I used to keep track of my height behind my closet doors, which were actually sliding mirrors, but the back side you could write on. So I would keep track of my height as a middle school and high schooler. Huh. Okay. I'm going to go with the first one was a lie about your sister, and the next two were truths. That's true. I win. <laughs> you did so good. All right, two truths and a lie. First thing is, I drew the cover of my fifth grade yearbook. Okay. I also was the head cheerleader in our high school powder puff game. <laughs> okay. And lastly, I, in elementary school, had bodyguards. Okay, I think, what is a powder puff game, <laughs> first of all? <laughs> is that something I should know? That's where the girls play football and the guys cheerlead. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I would say the, oh, what was the third one again? <laughs> I Sorry. Had, I had bodyguards in elementary school. Um, I know that's true. Okay. Timmy and Jimmy. <laughs> I love Timmy and Jimmy. <laughs> they sound so made up, but I believe you somehow. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, gosh. I guess the first one is a lie, but you just changed the grade on it is what I'm thinking. So because you... I think it's true, but not for that grade. Okay. So you think I drew the yearbook cover, but not in fifth grade? Yeah. Okay. No, that's true. Oh, it's man. Fifth grade. <laughs> fifth grade, I drew the cover of our yearbook, and it was, uh, I think it was a cat of some type. It was like a cartoon cat. Like Garfield? Uh, kind of. <laughs> and then I did not do anything in the powder puff football oh. game in high school. <laughs> so what what grade was this in high school? The powder puff game? Uh-huh. What well, happens in all the grades? Oh, man. All four years I of high really school. really missed out. You missed out, homeschool. Yeah. <clears throat> so you failed. <laughs> okay. Your turn to answer two truths and a lie. All right. When I was little, I used to read Goosebumps, the books by R.L. Stein. Mm -hmm. um, when I was little, I had a pet snake named Samson. And when I was in high school, I wore flip-flops for an entire year, the same pair, every day. Okay, so... 
the truths are the first two and the lies the last one. Wrong. Really? Yep. Was it not was it not goosebumps? Was it I didn't read goosebumps, no. You didn't? No. Man, all the cool kids read goosebumps. They weren't scary enough for me. Oh, you only wanted the hardcore stuff. Yeah. No, I read Goosebumps. Okay, so you didn't read Goosebumps. Yeah, I did not. But you did wear flip-flops for an entire year yeah. in the same pair. Uh -huh. And you did... What was the other one? Have a pet snake Have a pet snake. I knew that one was true. Okay. Hey, look, we both had snakes in ours. We did. But <laughs> yours was pro-snake and mine was anti-snake. <laughs> yeah. My snake died in my room. Oh. Well, yeah. Really brought the... <laughs> Brought the mood down now. <laughs> well, he was in a tank, of course, but... Captivity? Yeah, way to go. He didn't move around a lot, and so I smelled him before I knew he was dead. Ugh. Isn't that gross? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of sad. I was like, huh, I have a big pile of laundry over there that's starting to smell bad. That's weird. And then after I did the laundry, I was like, the smell is still here. Oh, <laughs> I better check on my snake. <laughs> Did you forget to feed him? No, I mean, you don't feed him, like, every day. He, he <laughs> ate live mice, like, baby ones. So it was like you fed him maybe a couple times a week. Anyway, it wasn't my job to feed him. It was my stepdad, stepdad's job. And he fed him plenty. He just died. Ah. Yeah. R.I.P. Samson. Yeah. And it might have been you fed him once a week. I don't even remember. Well, I hate snakes, so... <laughs> It's a boring pet, that's for sure. Why do you why do you think you hate snakes? Um, mostly because they're really uh, creepy, like the way they move. Yeah. And the way they look at you, they like look they, at you like they want to do something bad. They don't look at you. They do. They, they look at you. They look right. They in, look in your eyes. They look right into you. They're evil. I just always think of Indiana Jones in that one because he always hated snakes. Yep. In that one movie where there's like an entire, the entire floor is covered in snakes, yep. which is super unrealistic, but you know it makes for a good movie. What's not realistic about it? Why would like 500 snakes be slithering around underground in the middle of the desert? To protect the Ark of the Covenant. Have you not watched the movie? Well, but there was nothing for them to eat down there. It's like the middle of the desert. Well, either way, whether it makes sense or not, I don't like snakes. I mean, it makes sense. I don't mind them. I could take them or leave them. But I could see why a lot of people would be afraid of them. Even the great Indiana Jones, who was not afraid of anything. He had a lot of confidence, you have to admit. Yep. He had a whip. He had a sweet hat. He had a gun. He had a doctorate. And he had a lot of like just plain old guts. Like he would just jump into a situation. Yep. Whether he knew it was going to happen or not, he's just like. I mean, he took on the Nazis. Mm hmm. <laughs> so, why is it in the midst of Nazis and snakes and all kinds of things, this guy can be confident? Obviously. Do you think Indiana Jones is a Christian? I think he knew Jesus. This, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I have no idea. But 
I think it's a good topic for us to talk about today. It is. I agree. So when you think of confidence or insecurity, mm-hmm. what are some things that you think of? Um, I don't know. I think of all the things I am insecure of. And I guess in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I was homeschooled for high school. But like my whole childhood growing up and kind of up to that point, I was very like shy, like super shy when I was little, like kindergarten. I remember crying. I was so embarrassed over, (laughs) I like farted in class or something. And the boy that I liked was sitting next to me and heard and he laughed and I just cried like that shy. Um, (laughs) and I still remember it to this day. That was like 30 something years ago. Yeah. Anyway. You still will fart in front of the guy you like. I still will, but I don't cry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You might cry. (laughs) Um, anyway. Uh, so then like, I don't know, just insecure all the way through. I had fun and I had friends and stuff and I was like, I was real. I was myself around my friends, but it takes me a while to warm up to people in general and I just kind of felt intimidated by I don't know just the other people at my school a lot of people who seemed like they had it all figured out or like they were just really confident I never felt confident until I was in high school and I don't think it's because I started homeschooling I think it's because that was when I really started to walk with the Lord and know who I was in the Lord. I think that's when I started to get my confidence. Yeah. That was when? That was kind of like right around the time when I started homeschooling. Maybe like a year after that. What grade? How old? I don't know. What was the date and time? <laughs> 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. I I got saved when I was 13. Good I mean, time. I had prayed to ask the Lord in my heart like a million years before that. But I really old. (laughs) I really started to care what God thought um, when I was about 13. What were you like in high school? I was pretty awesome. (laughs) So in ninth and 10th grade, I was super quiet and didn't say very much. I mean, I had friends, not a ton, but I had friends, and but I didn't make a lot of noise. Like, I wasn't, I would just go to school, I would go to my classes, I'd get my schoolwork, I'd turn in my stuff, but I wasn't, like, completely myself. But then junior and senior year, I, my personality at school totally changed. Like, I was, I was loud, making jokes, like, having fun, got, a, had a lot more friends mm-hmm. junior and senior year. And really enjoyed the end of high school. Nice. Yeah. Never made the basketball team. (laughs) Tried out all four years, including eighth grade, so five years in a row, which is why I did play on the golf team. And I also... Weren't you, like, captain of the golf team I was. I was the captain of the East Paulding High School golf team. Nice. Yeah. You can ask me now if I ever played in a match. Never. You didn't. You didn't, Did ask, you? you didn't ask me. <laughs> Did you play in a match? <laughs> never. You're right. I never played in a match. Yeah, I finally got something right. Yes. Because I wasn't actually good at golf. 
it turns out. It turns out I'm bad at golf. Oh. But it was the team that wouldn't cut me. Yeah. <laughs> so I played on it. And it was fun. What sport are you good at? <laughs> it's a great question. We're still trying to find the answer to that. Oh, you're a good tennis player. <laughs> I'm a very, very average tennis player. Wow. But thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there are lots of people that are better, but I think among the average person... In my head, I'm awesome at all the sports. <laughs> In my head, you're awesome at all the sports too, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. In real life is a different story. <laughs> so I accepted Jesus when I was 10, but then I didn't really start to have a daily relationship with God. I didn't pursue Jesus really and, and read the Bible or pray on a daily basis or anything like that until I was 16. And so 16 is when... I started to open up and be louder and be more myself at school, which was right before my junior year. So the whole change for me was really similar to you. Like I started to be a whole lot more confident and secure in who God was because I learned more about him and I became more secure and confident in who I was because of who he made me to be. Mm -hmm. And I think those are tied together for, I mean, huge reason is because God made us and to be secure in him makes way more sense than being secure in me. Are you being secure in you? Yeah. Because we mess up. Like we have issues and we don't always do the right thing. And we don't always love. Like sometimes we hold grudges and sometimes we, there's so many things that we do that's unlike him, which would cause us to feel insecure. It makes sense that we would feel insecure and wouldn't be confident. Yeah. So for me to start to be myself and you to start be yourself yourself when we start to get closer to God makes complete sense because that's where ultimate confidence and security is going to come from. Yeah. And I I know that's what this the thing is with me. That's that's what changed with me was that relationship and that connection and that focus like my heart my mind, my head, like every everything about me was focused on God way more than it had been before. Uh, it didn't mean I never had moments where, you know, my focus was off, but it can, my life was just continuing to grow in my understanding and in that relationship. So confidence and security continued to grow. And life. you were having so much more fun mm -hmm. in high school, right? Like... It's, yeah. just, it's just weird to think of... I mean, most people don't think of a relationship with God that way. Like, it's not more fun mm -hmm. to follow God and, like, follow His commandments than it is to just do whatever you want. But the reality of it is, it is more fun because mm -hmm. it frees you yeah. from all of those things that will, like, entangle you and keep you just living a, you know, like a... Insecure. In insecure life. Yeah. And... It frees you up to be more yourself. Like, that's something else we've talked about before is how you being connected more to the one who made you and you learning more about who God is, how much he loves you, and why he made you, who he made you to be. Like, those, those things enable you to be you more than anything that you just focus on for yourself. Like when you're just focused on how you feel and what you think and what other people think and what other people feel about you. Yeah. Pursuing those things and being about those things 
are less you than you pursuing the things God's called you to and led you to and says about you and feels about you. Like yeah. those things are more you than anything else. Uh-huh. So it would make sense that those things are not only um, helping you be yourself more than anything else, but why it would also be more fun than anything else. Yeah. Because it's more true to you than anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's more fun. It's like, yes, yeah. this makes sense. Yeah. Like, who cares what that group of people think about me? I know this is what God thinks about me and what he's asked me to do. I'm doing it. So this is awesome. Yeah. It's so freeing. Yeah. God. And like you said, God is the one who made us who we are. So Mm -hmm. he just wants to free us to be that person. Yeah. So since high school and since just growing in our relationship with God, it doesn't mean we don't have moments where we're not still insecure now. Yeah. So what would be some of the things that you're, you still can have like moments of insecurity about even now? Man, you calling me out right now? I'll I'll answer too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I was very vulnerable on the episode about social media. Okay. I think it's your time to be vulnerable now. Oh, okay. So you're going to not answer my question. (laughs) I feel like I have potential to be insecure about anything. Okay. Well... (laughs) I mean, any of us do, but you, so have even doing this podcast, has that made you insecure at all? Yeah, I've been insecure because, well, kind of like what we're talking about. Um, I struggle with all the things we're talking about. So I feel like, who am I? What do I even have to say? I mean, I know the truth of the matter, but I struggle with all of it. Right. Anyway, so who am I to say anything? That's something we've talked about. Yeah. And I struggle in different ways in the same with the same things. And so does everyone else. So if everyone struggles with all the same stuff just in different ways, and the only people that are allowed to speak on those things are the people who don't struggle with those things, that would mean no one ever speaks. Like, no one ever talks. <laughs> yeah. So the only reason we are able to, and any of us, are able to speak in to certain things is really just God's grace. Like, God enables us to speak into those things because of who he is. So in whatever insecurities you feel, it's met with the security and the confidence of knowing what God says about that and what God says about you and who he says he is. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I can be insecure about the way I... Like at my job, I communicate a lot. So if I'm communicating something, I could feel insecure about that if I just felt like I did a bad job or if I heard someone else do a really good job. So then I could become insecure. But then if I think about why that is, it would be because I'm focused on me. Yeah. Like that's where the insecurity is coming from. Mm -hmm. And and so that's why I did communicate like a teaching one time in young adults. And the the basic idea of the teaching was that insecurity is a sin. Uh-huh. And no one ever says that. So it sounds like a little bit jarring to hear it said like that. Or yeah, for someone like, to oh, say we that. can't help that we're insecure. Right. But if you think about what insecurity is really, it's self-focus or it's focus on someone else. Like you, you only care about someone else's acceptance of you, their, their thoughts about you. Um, or your thoughts about yourself, mm-hmm. your feelings about yourself, like all of that stuff is not what God calls us to. 
And it's all based on us or other people. And whenever we put us or other people as the point, that is pushing God out of the place he was meant to be. He was meant to be the point. Like, he's meant to be the one over everything, not us and not someone else. So, to me, that's why insecurity can be a sin. I think at its core, it's a sin. Yeah. And the moments where I'm not insecure and I'm the most confident, I really can't think of a moment where that isn't the case, where it's ultimately based out of my confidence in God and my trust in Him and knowing that He is, I'm secure in Him. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what I do or what someone else does, He is going to remain consistent and constant and He'll continue to love me. Nothing's going to change about the way He feels about me. Uh, Nothing's going to change about what He's called me to. Like These things are the same because He's the same. And that gives me incredible confidence and security and frees me up to do whatever it is He's calling me to do. And then not second guess it or be insecure about it or... You know, wonder what everyone else is going to think about it. Yeah. So. That's so true. I love that. It's so freeing to think of it. And when when you talk about it being a sin, too, it makes it just, instead of seeming like a thing we just have to live with or a thing we just, you know, ignore. Like when we know we are sinning, we're supposed to take that sin and deal with it, you know, not just carried around on our backs all day long trying to like make life work with it we're supposed to give it to God and do something with it and get free from it and so I think it's I think it is important to say it the way that you did that it is a sin so that we can get it in front of our faces and do something with it cast it on him yeah is what God calls us to do so so here's an encouraging verse for us Proverbs 3 it's a fairly famous verse, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And it's telling us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And then there's promises that go along with that. But then that makes sense for us in what we've just been talking about. Like, we weren't ourselves in high school until we really started to understand more about who God was and who He made us to be. And security and confidence came from those things. And then this verse is saying to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So not trust in Brad or trust in April or trust in our friends or trust in even our family. Like, it's trust in God. And trusting in Him, He'll make your path straight. Mm -hmm. And this confidence that comes from that, it's not really replaceable by anything else. It's not like you can do really good at your job or, or get really good grades or find the the perfect spouse or something like that. And it's going to bring you this confidence um, because you're only meant to trust in God that way. But when we do, there's, there's so many benefits, not only with confidence and security, but you can just know that uh, he's got you. And all those things fall into line. They all fall into place behind you as you're Mm -hmm. keeping your eyes fixed on him. Yeah. I know some people have thought, like once I get married, I've heard people say this before, like once I get married or once I get that job I've been trying to get my whole life or whatever, then everything's going to kind of be all right, mm-hmm. fall into place or whatever. But then they get that thing or that they they find that person and they're still just as insecure as they were before. 
Yeah. Like nothing changed for them. And it's ultimately because their relationship with God never changed. Mm -hmm. Like they never really found their identity in him. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Christians and and people who aren't Christians both can struggle with this because there's a ton of Christians who still don't find their identity in Jesus and they don't find their confidence in him. They don't find their security in him. And so they walk around just as insecure as anyone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like I did for six years, you know, before I finally started to understand more of what being a follower of Jesus means and what it is to be a son and daughter of God, like what it is to be loved by him no matter what, like what it means to be given so much, but yet not have earned any of it. Like it's not something that I'm going to earn. I can't do enough to get what God gives me. He just gives it to me. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff is something I'll keep learning more about and all of us can keep learning about. But the more we do, the more we find out who we really are. And the more we find that out, the more secure we continue to become, the more confident we continue to become. I think there's a reason sometimes the older someone gets and sometimes when we talk to someone who's older, they come across a lot more confident. And this isn't everybody who's older, but... Many, many people who are older that I'll talk to, they come across a lot more confident and not insecure. Like, they could care less what I think about them. Yeah. I think that's why, because they've learned this lesson. Uh-huh. And they could care less what what I think about them, because they already know what God thinks about them and what he says about them, and therefore what they think about themselves is based off of that. So uh-huh. it's like, I already know what God says and what I think about me, like, what you say has got zero effect on me. And so that might even come across grumpy sometimes by, by older people. But I think there's a lot of confidence and security that they, they have um, because of that. When you're talking about the things that we think, if we just follow this or get this in our lives, then I'll be confident. I'll be, you know, like I'll feel like I am worth something or whatever and then I'll have that confidence um Mm. I was just thinking about how people always say like follow your dreams which is I mean it's a good thing to do but um if you're following your dreams thinking your dreams are going to give you like your sense of worth I mean that could be incredibly devastating to go for years and years just following a dream and then you finally reach it and then it's like I feel exactly the same way I did before I started this. Yeah. Well, the question is, where did the dream come from? Is it just your dream? Like, I dream about being a nurse because whatever the reason is, but really it's all coming from you? Or is it, I can't wait to be a nurse because I know God is wanting me to do this for this reason? Like, the dream could come from you or the dream can come from God. Yeah, that's not so much what I was saying is um, just finding your worth in reaching those dreams. Like the point is the dream. Yeah, instead of the point of my life is to follow God and keep my eyes on God. Yeah. And God gives us our dreams in the midst of that. Right. And then we follow those dreams as we're following him. Yeah. Kind of thing. But the point was never the dream. The point was God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in that, you find confidence and security. Right. Not, not always, in the dreams. You're always focused on him. Yeah. And the interesting thing about dreams is they always end. 
<laughs> you always wake up. Yeah, it'd be pretty scary if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, if all you do is your whole point in life is to follow your dream, like you're going to wake up at some point. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah. So now you're like, what was the now point what? of your life? Uh -huh. Yeah. God is never over. Right. He never ends. His plans for us are never done. Yeah. He's never like, I'm done with that one. Yeah. And knock him off the earth. I don't know. Flick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And if there's any like topics or specific things that you want us to talk about on this, we would love to hear your feedback. You can always email us at youngadults at westridge.com. We can tackle anything and everything. We just want to have conversations about stuff that's encouraging to you guys that ultimately point you back to Jesus because we really believe that's where you're going to find life. But we just are having honest conversations about all kinds of different topics. So give us your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Thanks. Bye. That does it for this week's podcast. For more information about Westridge Church and our young adult ministry, please go to westridge.com slash YA.